This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Nine years ago, Mansfield Town had arguably the worst ever side to don a stag shirt. Locked out of Field Mill, a change in ownership, a change in management after an evolving door finally slammed shut. Nobody believed that Mansfield Town could end the season within a glimpse of glory. Yet somehow, the Stags defied the odds, upset and beat the favourites. Ashley Kane picks it up inside, Luton territory, he's got Silk in support and finds him. He's got Thompson inside but looks to push it towards the feet of Mitchell, it's a great ball. Can he turn inside the area, shoot, scores! Mansfield take the lead! What a fantastic goal by the Stags! Mansfield 1, Luton 0! And it's Mansfield Town who have the advantage! Fantastic break by the Stags! Luton score, Luton a level, Mansfield backed and backed off, and it's Lloyd Osawu who draws Luton level. It's Luton 1, Mansfield 0, but on aggregate it's 1-1. Mansfield Town now have it all to do. Back across the face of goal, it's Briscoe! What's he giving here? Penalty! Mansfield now have a real opportunity and I cannot walk. Louis Briscoe, this is your moment, keep your head, put it in the net. Send us to Wembley, runs up. And on May the 7th, 2011, graced the hallowed turf of Wembley in the FA Trophy final. Dreamt about it. I'm really looking forward to that day. Um, I feel very proud, not just to walk the box out at Wembley, but you know, to, to represent Mansfield Town. Um, the club means a lot to me. I want the team to be successful, and it'd be a great way to uh, to, to end the season with the uh, with our hands on the um, the FA Trophy. Obviously, we're going to face a good defence inside, and they're going to try their best to stop us doing that. But um, it's, it's a massive occasion. Hopefully, the players will keep their nerves on the day, and uh, we'll go on to victory. Sadly, in true Mansfield Town story style, it wasn't quite to be, as the Stags were punished and hurt deep, deep, deep into extra time by Darlington, who broke Mansfield Town hearts, shattered dreams and claimed the FA Trophy for themselves. Very deep into the Mansfield box, caused Mansfield problems all afternoon, and it comes now, Mansfield need to get it clear, into the box, Murray's up there, runs loose, off the bar, it's in, Darlington have won the FA Trophy! Disaster for Mansfield Town. Darlington seal it late. The Quakers have just capitalised on a loose ball. And from the verge of a footballing lottery, Mansfield Town have thrown away the FA Trophy. Another dream has been smashed for the Stags. Despite the heartbreak and hurt, it was a moment in Mansfield Town history which sparked a change in direction. Tonight, nine years on from walking down Wembley Way only to suffer Wembley Well, we're taking a look back on the FA Trophy journey as we present a quiz and podcast like no other. 
This is Mansfield Matters, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield and memories matter. Welcome to Quizcast 2, Wembley Way, Wembley Woe. A very good evening and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. My name's Craig Priest. Thank you very much for joining us on this Thursday evening. Thursday, the 7th of May, 2020. A whole nine years since the Stags were at Wembley in the FA Trophy final. It seems only like yesterday. This is Quizcast, uh, where I'll be quizzing you on all things Wembley and all things FA Trophy. Now, I know that it wasn't the greatest moment in Mansfield Town's history, simply because we lost. It happens, but because of uh, that moment, uh, but because of getting to Wembley, of course, as well, the Stags started something absolutely special. They started something beautiful, and that, of course, was getting to uh, back into the Football League a couple of years later. And I honestly believe that if it hadn't been uh, for the loss at Wembley, then, you know, things could have been very, very different uh, in Mansfield Town's history. Over the course of the next hour, like I say, we're going to be uh, delving into the archives and uh, hearing some past memories about Wembley. We want you guys to get involved as well in the comments let us know your memories of the day itself let us me- let us know your memories of the time itself that particular season of course and of course get involved with the quiz we want you to get involved with the quiz i'll tell you more about that in a little while plus tonight we're going to be hearing from a couple of the people um Involved in that particular time, we'll be hearing from Paul Connor, who, of course, uh, his goals helped us on the way to Wembley. He spoke to us last year on the uh, Trip Down Memory Lane Stag Stories podcast, and we'll be delving into that to get his thoughts and his memories of that day. Plus, ahead of Saturday's Best Time of the Week podcast, we'll hear from Nathan and Cam as well as they record their memories of the day. Let me know in the comments below on this live podcast what your memories of the day were, what were you doing, where were you sat, how did it feel, did you ever think Mansfield would get to Wembley, let us know how many of the games you attended, that sort of thing, and share with me um, your Wembley moments as the Stags walk down Wembley Way only to achieve Wembley Woe. Now, um, before I get into the quiz and tell you more about that, um, I want to know more about your memorabilia as as well. Obviously, uh, you'll notice those regular viewers on Facebook Live will notice uh, a bit of a change to the set tonight. Uh, behind me, I usually have this uh, Mansfield Town commemorative um, uh, player plaque from when we were promoted, when we won the league. But tonight, I've changed it for this. Now, recently, uh, in this lockdown situation, I did a bit of decorating and took some old photos off my wall in my main bedroom uh, and took this off the wall. This is four photos uh, from the uh, FA Trophy final itself. Uh, a few of you will know as well that I used to commentate. You'll have heard some of the clips uh, in the introduction. Um, one of the things I have from Wembley is this FA Trophy final press pass, which I'll never get rid of. There you go. You can see my name and stuff uh, on there and where I was permitted to go in. I'll keep hold of that. And I also have the microphone, which I used at Wembley. Here it is. There you go. A uh, bit of a funny story about that, which you'll hear in the Best Time of the Week podcast 
on Saturday, which is all about how the Stags uh, got to Wembley in the FA Trophy back in 2010-2011. Let me delve into then the main point of this show, which is of course the quiz. I'm usually joined by Cam Felton and Nathan Edge, but they can't be with me tonight, uh, unfortunately. So, um, you stuck with just on me. I'll be acting as quiz master, and in between the rounds, we'll have a little bit of a laugh and a little bit of a look of... Um, look back to some of the things um, during that Wembley run. So, uh, as, I'm, as it says uh, in the title to this video, uh, this is a bit of a quiz. Um, so you will see um, different bits and bobs uh, tonight. We're going to have um, ten, two rounds, ten questions, eight anagrams and a dose of nostalgia mixed in uh, as well. There are going to be 26 points up for grabs in total and I'm going to run through the answers at the end. I know at the last quiz cast that we did um, that I didn't actually run through the answers so this time I'm going to put that right and I'm going to do the answers right at the end uh, of this podcast which will be about uh, if I time it right about 7 o'clock. We'll be here for the next uh, 50 minutes or so on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Please do get involved in the comments, share with me your memories and things like that uh, as well. So we'll have a general knowledge round and we'll have some anagrams um, as well. For those of you who perhaps can't remember the FA Trophy uh, as much, obviously 2011, nine years ago, it only seems like yesterday, um, it was during the Stags' arguably worst season to be fair. Um, just been taken over by John Radford, David Holdsworth was booted out the door at long last and took his revolving door with him and it all started on a cold Tuesday night in Ilkeston. We wasn't playing Ilkeston of course, we were playing uh, Worksop Town who were ground sharing with Ilkeston at the time and also as you may well remember some of the uh, more um, memorable and much you may remember, um, we also had the uh, the lockout of the ground at that point and Ilkeston may well have been Mansfield's ground for a bit but fortunately we managed to get back in and that was averted. A 5-0 win away at works up in round one, 4-2 at home to Newport in round two, a one-all draw at home to Alfreton in round three, Stags then got through on a replay um, at Alfreton winning 2-1. A two-all draw at Chasetown in the quarter-final saw another replay, which the Stags came through to win 3-1. And then, of course, the big one, the semi-finals over Luton. First up, the home leg, Danny Mitchley scored the only goal of the game. And then the away leg, where Louis Briscoe scored that goal. 2-1 on aggregate and down Wembley way. And then nine years ago today, of course, the Stags at Wembley couldn't quite achieve the Wembley dream. Chris Senior, the man who scored that horrible goal for Darlington uh, to win then the game. Right then, let's get stuck into the quiz. All you're going to need is a pen and paper. There are some bonus points to be achieved along the way. Um, I'm going to do the first five questions, then we'll have a little break of nostalgia, then I'll do the next five questions, and then we'll have uh, the anagram round, and then I'll run through all the answers uh, as well. Right then, uh, let's get started with the quiz. This is the Mansfield Matters Quizcast. The quiz by the fans, for the fans, all about the stacks. Okay then, so this is the general knowledge round. 18 points are up for grabs in this one. I'll run through the questions for you. Question number one. I gave you the answer a couple of minutes ago if you were listening. Where did the Stags play their first round tie 
with Worksop Town. Where did the Stags play their first round tie with Worksop Town? That's question one. Please, as well, if you're playing along at home, do not put answers in the comments. Let's make it as fair as we can for everybody watching. If you're listening to the audio version of this, also don't go back onto the uh, onto the video and look at any uh, any answers. Try and play along as if you were playing along live. So, question one: Where did the Stags play their first round tie with Worksop Town? Moving on to question two: How many penalties were awarded to the Stags throughout the run to Wembley? How many penalties were awarded to the Stags throughout the run to Wembley? And as a bit of a bonus question for you as well, earn your first lot of bonus points. Which two players successfully converted their spot kicks? So the, the question, how many penalties were awarded to the Stags throughout the run to Wembley? And the bonus points, which two players successfully converted their spot kicks? Question three then. Who finished as the Stags' joint top scorers in the competition? Who finished as the Stags' joint top scorers in the competition? I need both, both names for the points, please. Both names for the points. Question four. David Groff wasn't allowed to play for the Stags in the final, whilst Kevin Pilkington was denied permission to play in the earlier rounds by Luton when on loan at the club. How many goalkeepers in total did the Stags use in the competition? So David Groff wasn't allowed to play for the Stags in the final. Kevin Pilkington was denied permission to play in the earlier rounds by Luton whilst on loan at the Stags. How many goalkeepers in total did the Stags use during the competition? Bonus points up for grabs again. Can you name them? Question five. Rapper Troy Brown did a remix of Black and Yellow as the club's official anthem. But which cult song was adapted and covered by supporters group The 12th Stag as the unofficial Wembley Anthem? Rapper Troy Brown did a remix of Black and Yellow as the club's official club anthem, but which cult song was adapted and covered by supporters group The 12th Stag as the unofficial Wembley Anthem? So there's your first five questions. I'll run through them again very quickly for you before we take a trip down Nostalgia Lane. Question one, where did the Stags play their first round tie with Worksop Town? Question two, how many penalties were awarded throughout the run to Wembley? And for a bonus point, name uh, which two players uh, successfully converted their spot kicks. Question three, who finishes the Stags joint top goal scorers in the competition? I need both for the point. Question four, David Groff wasn't allowed to play in the final whilst Kevin Pilkerton was denied permission in the earlier rounds by Luton. How many goalkeepers in total did the Stags use in the competition? And I want you to name them all as well. And question five, rapper Troy Brown did a remix of Black and Yellow as the club's official anthem, but which court song was adapted and covered by supporters group The 12th Stag as the unofficial Wembley anthem?
Okay, so there are your first five questions in the quiz. Uh, we'll come back to the questions very, very shortly indeed. But time now for a little bit of nostalgia, which may help uh, along the way with the next five questions and some of the anagrams. We're going to hear from a man who uh, played a very big part in uh, the FA Trophy run. A man by the name of Paul Connor who a year ago spoke to us on the Mansfield Matters podcast, uh, the Stag Stories podcast. You can get that on our podcast apps and on our website right now. This, though, is what he had to say about getting to the FA Trophy final and overcoming Luton in the semi-final. Luton had beat us twice, I think, if I right think, in, in the league. You know, they definitely beat us. Definitely beat us down at their place. Um, they had a, a kid up front as a Barnes Homer, the uh, top scorer in the league. We, we knew it was going to be tough. And, um, I think we rode our luck, if I'm honest. But remembering the game, I can't really remember having a chance myself. Uh, they missed a few. And I think was it uh, a penalty we got. Yeah, the penalty in, in the in the last minute of extra time, which Briscoe then missed. It was saved by uh, Kevin nice. Pilkington, but he managed to bundle in yeah. the rebound. Yeah, that's right. Um, it, I mean, like I say, we rode our luck. I don't even think we played particularly well down there. Um, we, we had a bit of a game plan to try and sort of hold on as long as we could. And uh, to be honest, the game plan worked a treat uh, when you look at it, but we did ride our luck. Yeah, that, that feeling actually when when Louis scored it was probably one of the best feelings I've had in in football relief. It's certainly one of the best I think we had that season for for a long time because to at that point Mansfield had sort of dropped and dropped and dropped off the radar and it it finally felt like something was was coming back and I just remember I've got the video of it somewhere of the the Stags fans away in that away end packed into that shed away end just singing K Sarah Sarah. It was an absolutely phenomenal feeling. It must have been for you guys on the pitch as well, because as you say, 180 minutes of football. They got down uh, to nine men. I think they had two That's two crazy, red yes. cards. Yeah. It must have been mm-hmm. an absolute sheer relief after all the things which you guys went through. Yeah, um, the, the season itself had been quite draining. Um, I'm not going to lie that a few of the lads were feeling it in, in terms of uh, they played a lot of games. Um, we, we'd been hammered in some games, so the confidence, it wasn't always there. Um, but just to get through at a place like Luton, we, I mean, you need to have a look at what they're doing now, how, how tough it is to go there. It was, oh, it was It was great. Let's skip forward to the final. Mansfield Town at Wembley. Had you ever played at Wembley before? I was involved um, at the old Wembley first stalk and, and I didn't make the uh, the bench. I warmed up, but I, I hadn't. And um uh, that was the first time I'd actually been involved, so that, that was that was good. And I'm right in thinking as well uh, that in the lead up to the game, you were extremely doubtful to to play in that one, what with uh, injuries and what have you. But you managed to to pull through and end up playing from from what seemed from the stands, pay, playing through the absolute pain barrier of pain barriers that game in the final. I'd- yeah, well, I wasn't playing up until the morning. Uh, I didn't even think I was playing on the morning. I, I'd done a fitness test. I, I knew I was struggling. Um, you know, Duncan actually pulled me in his, in his room. And um, I think at the time we had one fit forward. I think Danny Mitchley was the only fit forward. We'd, we'd gone into the final bare bones. Um, we'd had a couple of lads gone on loan. I think it was Luke Medley had gone on loan or something like that. He couldn't play. Um, so we had no strikers. And, and Duncan just said, no. Oh, how about you get an injection? Um, try and kill the pain, and uh, 
and, and so I'll have to start you if you're going to be involved because I can't put you on as a sub and break down and then come back off because you're going to be going to be useless really you're a sub down um, so I, I hadn't turned for three weeks leading up and I got an injection to be honest I'll always be grateful for to, to Duncan for that for giving me the the, the sort of the, the chance um, to play at Wembley like you did um, in, like they say I'll, ne- I'll never forget that I don't know what was in the injection, but it must have been something good because I seem to remember you had one of your best Mansfield games. You did everything but score. Yeah, it was. It was I think the adrenaline, to be honest, as well. I mean, if you can't uh, play through the pain in, in a, when there's, I think, was it 22,000 Mansfield fans there? Yeah. And, and sort of 10, 15 Darlington fans, if I remember rightly. Um, it was just the best. I know the result didn't go away, but that feeling walking out, um, even warming up, was unbelievable. It's something you'll never get back, isn't it? So it certainly is. And looking back on, on on that as well, not training for three weeks before there was a keeper crisis as well. Because I think David Groff, something to do with his his loan agreement or something, That's he, he right. couldn't we'll play. Bones. We really were. It was um, unreal. We we have gone in the final. We were a bit of a mess. Just no no fault of anyone's. It was just a long sort of season. We didn't have the biggest squad anywhere. Um, we, we probably maybe two or three quality players short going into it. Um, but the, the, the lads who went that just went out there. I mean, they all they're all in tears after the game. They, they, they did give it their all. Um, Steve Foster, one of the hardest men I've I've played with. Um, crying his eyes out in the changing room, couldn't speak. Um, Tom Nailer, local lad, absolutely devastated. Uh, Duncan couldn't speak. It, honestly, it was. It was horrendous after the game. I mean, in that manner, um, you're thinking about your penalty, to be honest. Um, everyone, I think everyone was. I think we should have had a penalty in the game, looking back at it. Before the goal, Ashley Kane got brought down. I, I watched the highlights, but just one of them days it wasn't to be. That's Paul Connor speaking on the Mansfield Matters podcast uh, about a year or so ago now when we spoke to Paul. It was, I think it was actually before the start of this season. Um, yeah, it was. he had some really great memories in that podcast and he talked a lot more about the FA Trophy and the build-up to the final as well. I would recommend you go back and have a listen to that. It's on our website, mtfcmatters.co.uk. Uh, we'll give you a taster of this Saturday's podcast, the best time of the week podcast coming up uh, as well. But time now to move swiftly on to our second set of five questions as uh, we... Um, we carry on with our Quizcast 2, Wembley Way, Wembley Way. We've already had the first five questions. I'll run through them quickly again uh, at the end, but we're going to pick things up from question number six. Six of ten, so here we go. The tie with Alfreton was the first official competitive game between the two sides, but which former Stags youngster netted for the Reds in that tie? So the tie with Alfreton was the first official competitive game between the two sides, but which former Stags youngster netted for the Reds in that tie? Question seven: In the same game, in the uh, in the same game, who was sent off for the Stags? In the same game, who was sent off for the Stags? Question number eight. This is a big question. This You have to get your fingers and your toes out for this one. Your abacuses. In round two, Mansfield beat Newport 4-2. 
Not the only thriller against the sides since then, between the sides since then. Uh, between then and now, in all competitions, and not including the FA Trophy game itself, how many goals have been have the Stags netted against Newport? So in round two, Mansfield beat Newport 4-2, which wasn't the only uh, thrilling game between the two sides since then. But between then and now, and not including the FA Trophy, in all competitions, how many goals have the Stags netted against Newport? Tough question, that one. Very tough question. I'll give you a couple of minutes to digest that one. Question number nine, then, of ten. Louis Briscoe was the hero of the second leg at Luton, but who gave the Stags a critical one-goal lead in the first leg at home? So Louis Briscoe was the hero of the second leg at Luton, but who gave the Stags a critical one-goal lead in the first leg at home? And our 10th question, 10th and final question. Of the side who played in the final, how many would go on to win promotion two seasons later under the guidance of Paul Cox? Of the side who played in the final, how many would go on to win promotion two seasons later under Paul Cox? And for a bonus point, one point per player, name them. So we're going to recap all 10 questions in a second in case you missed them earlier on. I'll run through all 10 questions for you and uh, then we'll move on and have a little snippet of Saturday's upcoming podcast, the best time of the week podcast, where myself, Nathan and Cam reflect on all things Wembley and all things FA Trophy. Okay, so let's recap the 10 questions in the general knowledge round then and uh, we'll reveal the answers later on in the show. Question one, where did the Stags play their first round tie with Worksop Town? Question two, how many penalties were awarded to the Stags throughout their run to Wembley? And for a bonus point, which two players successfully converted their spot kicks? Question three, who finished as the Stags joint top scorers in the competition give you a clue we heard from one just a moment ago question number four david groff wasn't allowed to play for the stags in the final whilst kevin pilkington was denied permission to play in the earlier rounds by luton in total, though, how many of the sta- how many goalkeepers did the Stags use during the competition? For a bonus point, can you name them all? One point per player. Rapper Troy Brown for question five did a remix of Black and Yellow as the club's official anthem, but which cult song was adapted and covered by the supporters group the 12th Stag as the unofficial Wembley anthem? Question six, in a tie with Alfreton. Uh, the tie with Alfreton was the first official competitive game between the two sides. Which former Stags youngster netted for the Reds in that tie? Question seven, in the same game, who was sent off for the Stags? 
Question 8 in round 2, Mansfield beat Newport 4-2, not the only thriller against uh, between the sides since then. Between then and now, in all competitions, not including the FA Trophy game itself, how many goals have the Stags netted against Newport? Is it 39, 41 or 43? I'll narrow it down for you. Question 9. Louis Briscoe was the hero of the second leg at Luton, but who gave the Stags a critical one-goal lead in the first leg at home? And question 10. Of the side who played in the final, how many will go on to win promotion two seasons later under Paul Cox? Bonus points. Name them one point per player. So that concludes your 10 general knowledge questions. Still got everybody's favourite round to come on anagrams. First though, every Saturday afternoon at the best time of the week, 3, uh, three o'clock, myself, Nathan and Cam, who unfortunately can't be with me uh, this evening due to work and other, uh, other arrangements, um, we do a podcast called The Best Time of the Week. Over the last couple of weeks, we've heard from Paul Cox. Last week, we heard from Gareth Jellyman. We've also done podcasts on how we think the season should end, which we did weeks and weeks and weeks ago. We've done uh, memorable matches of derby days. We've tried to put together our ultimate team. We've done lots in this mini-series, which is becoming a big series uh, of its own now. Episode 7, I believe, I think. I think it'll be seven, seven or eight, uh, will be out on Saturday at three o'clock where myself, Nathan and Cam talk about how this Mansfield Town team from 2010-2011 managed to get to Wembley in the first place. Uh, what I'm going to do now for you guys before we do the anagram round is give you a bit of a taster uh, as myself and Nathan and Cam reflect on how Mansfield Town got to Wembley and in particular in this clip, the actual day itself. Stay there, anagrams to come. It's a bit like one of those extreme away days where it's uh, a superb day up to the point of kickoff, really, which is kind of standard for Mansfield Town, I think. Uh, it's usually the football that ruins the away days uh, most of the time. But um, no, it was that, that atmosphere, something that you're not going to get, or you, you know, you don't, not many clubs get the opportunity to have. Um, so yeah, even though it's obviously on a much smaller level, uh, but let's face it, bar the playoffs, we're, we're never going to get to uh, to Wembley any other way. So even though it was for the FA Trophy, which is you know Mickey Mouse Cup, um, by all means, you know it's, you still want to go out there and enjoy it. So it was it was a great day. We took down a really good following, um, and the good thing is, I think what I remember quite well is not just the day, but the actual lead up to it. So that week. And when you go around the town, everybody was talking about it. People that weren't even football fans, you know, were, yeah. uh, were going to the ground and picking up tickets and uh, and sort of it kind of brought the town together in a time where there weren't many opportunities, really. So that was something I do remember pretty well uh, and I enjoyed about it. But then, as I said a minute ago, when when the football began, you just it was a, an awful game. I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to, wanted to be a neutral watching that at home. Um, to be honest, because uh, it was one of the it, worst games ever, even wasn't for it? Conference level, it wasn't a good advertisement of football, I don't think. It was the most incredible day, like honestly, other than the result, because it was absolutely brilliant weather and it was a positive atmosphere, and we had a real sense that we could win it. 
and it was fantastic going down there. You meet fans on the M1, on the services, all up and up and ready, and drinking quite heavily. Granted, but they were it was positive. And then you get to Wembley, you park up in in the numerous car parks, and you head down onto Wembley Way, and the the atmosphere was just unbelievable. Fans rammed in the pubs. I think we took twice, nearly twice as many as Darlington did. So it was very much a a stags orientated day because you walk down through North London and it was just yellow, blue and yellow everywhere, and it was brilliant. What a time to be get, alive! It, it was it was brilliant, and then you just get into the game and it's like, oh no, it's typical Mansfield, isn't it? You have to say though, and, and the game itself, and I'm sure we'll touch upon it later on when we come full circle, but. Darlington were about as good as us. So that's what makes it the worst cup final. It could have gone either way. Oh, definitely. Uh, tired legs and and you could see that even even in the, the semi-final against Luton, they were by far the better team than us at their place, but we fluked through. And it just showed that, we, that our team struggled to do 90 minutes, never mind 120. So... We we knew if we were gonna if we were gonna lose it'd be an injury time and everyone were expecting penalties and it's like oh no not another penalty shootout and you can hear more from Cam and Nathan and me on Saturday at the best time of the week of course uh, which is three o'clock Saturday afternoon time now to move swiftly on to our next round which is everybody's favourite anagrams. Uh, so I'm going to put the anagrams on screen for you so you can have a little look. If you listen to the audio version of this, don't worry, I'll spell them out and everything so you can write them down on paper and have a little go. We've got eight anagrams, which is which means eight points up for grabs. Uh, let's start off then with this one. Here we go. Uh, so anagram number one is little clone. Little clone. L-I-T-T-L-E C-L. O-N-E, Little Clone is the first one. Anagram number two, Normal Toy, Normal Toy, N-O-R-M-A-L-T-O-Y, Normal Toy is the second anagram. What I would suggest you do as well is scribble these down when you see them come up on screen and then you can have uh, a couple of minutes to think about them when I uh, recap them. And uh, if they come into your head whilst I'm doing the answers for round one, you can add them on there as well. So no more toy was anagram number two. Anagram number three is dance pens. Dance pens is anagram number three. That's D-A-N-C-E-P-E. NS dance pens is anagram number three and anagram number four is buff dory buff dory b u f f d o r y buff dory I'll give you a few clues to these as well uh, when I recap them. I know everybody finds anagrams hard. Some, Well, some of you do, some of you don't. Um, so I'll give you a few clues 
uh, as I run through the answers later on. So Buff Dory was anagram number four. Let's move swiftly on to anagram number five on screen now, which is response theft. This one's probably the hardest. Response theft. And that's response spelt R-E-S-P-O-N-S-E. Theft, T-H-E-F-T, response theft. That's anagram five. Anagram number six is achy aliens, achy aliens, which is A-C-H-Y A-L I-E-N-S, Achy Aliens for anagram number six. Two more to come. Let's move on with anagram number seven, which is this one. Drama Rum, yeah? Drama Rum, yeah? So that's Drama Rum, yeah. D-R-A-M-A-R-U-M-Y-A. Drama Rum, yeah. But everybody's secretly swearing under the breath at these anagrams. Eighth and final anagram. Carpool nun. Carpool nun. C-A-R-P-O-O-L-N-U-N. Carpool nun. So I'll run through those in a second again for you. And I'll give you some clues uh, as well to what they are. And then I shall run through all of the answers, starting with the general knowledge rounds. Okay, then let's run through those anagrams one more time before I do the answers. So the first anagram... I'm not going to put them on screen this time because uh, I want to get through these quickly. The first anagram was Little Clone. Little Clone, I'll give you a, a clue. He was a goalkeeper who appeared in the earlier stages of the competition. Little Clone. Normal Toy, Normal Toy, anagram number two, uh, is a homegrown player who left us early on the season after. Dance Pens, anagram three. Dance Pens. He signed for us on a short-term contract and made his debut, I believe, in the Alfreton away leg. Left back, covering for Kevin Samwith. Question four, sorry, anagram four. Buff Dory. Buff Dory is a man who enjoyed a penalty squabble or two. And didn't like playing in our um, white and red away strip. I think that's enough for you on that one. Uh, the next one, Response Theft. Response Theft uh, is a man who was towards the back end of his career. A man who Paul Connor described as tough as nails, but was still crying in the uh, in the Wembley dressing room. And a man who uh, captained the Stags on occasion that season. Achy Aliens was the next one. Achy Aliens. Not a great footballer. 
And to be honest, not really that great on reality TV, although he tried it, in particular on X on the Beach. Drama Rum Yar was Anagram 7. Drama Rum Yar was Anagram 7. Uh, the clue for this one, he's been a lot around a lot on the club's official social media pages uh, over the last few days. Absolute legend. And Anagram 8 was Carpool Nun. Carpool Nun. And we heard from this guy earlier on. I think that's as obvious a clue as you're going to get. So if you were listening earlier on, uh, we heard from Carpool Nun, otherwise known as... Yes, there you go. If you can figure that out, uh, that is your answer. Right then, I think that's enough time for uh, the anagrams. I'll run through the questions once again. If you missed the questions earlier and you want to play play along, I'll leave a little bit of a I'll leave a little bit of a gap between uh, the answers. But I'm going to run through all the answers in the uh, general knowledge round for you guys now. Um, so let's zoom all the way back uh, to question uh, question one. Let's do those answers for you then. Right then, time for your answers in the general knowledge round. 18 points up for grabs in this round. Question number one was... Where did the Stags play their first round tie with Worksop Town? The answer, Ilkeston. I'll also accept new manor ground. Or manor ground. Question two. How many penalties were awarded to the Stags throughout the run to Wembley? The answer was four. Two of them missed, two of them saved. Three of them in one game. That game at uh, Ilkeston against at Ilkeston against Worksop in round one. For the bonus points, which two players successfully converted their spot kicks? Keegan Parker and Luke Medley. Two to miss. Not that you get any bonus points for this, by the way. Uh, were Rob Duffy, who argued with Luke Medley at Ilkeston. Uh, and then obviously Louis Briscoe at Luton, but he scored the rebound, of course, as we all know. Your next one is question number three. Who finished as the Stags' joint top goal scorers in the competition? The answer, Paul Connor and Louis Briscoe. You need both for the points. And just for a bit of reference, they got five goals apiece in that one. Louis Briscoe is arguably the most important, of course. Question number four. David Groff wasn't allowed to play for the Stags in the final, whilst Kevin Pilkington was denied permission to play in the earlier rounds by Luton when on loan at the club. How many goalkeepers did in, to in total did the Stags use during the competition? The answer was three. Can you name them? Neil Collett, David Groff, Alan Marriott. A point for each. Four points in total up for grabs on that question. 
Question five. Rapper Troy Brown did a remix of Black and Yellow as the club's official anthem, but which cult song was adapted and covered by supporters group The 12th Stag as the unofficial Wembley anthem? The answer is, of course, The Wonder of You. Question six. The tie with Alfreton was the first official competitive game between the two sides. Which former Stags youngster uh, netted for the Reds in that tie? The answer was Nathan Arnold. Question seven. In the same game, who was sent off for the Stags? The answer, Kevin Sandwith. You remember him? Question number eight. This was the one which everybody hated, by the way. Uh, in round two, Mansfield beat Newport 4-2. Not the only thriller against the sides or between the sides since then. Between then and now, in all competitions, but not including the FA Trophy game, how many goals have the Stags netted against Newport? The answer is a staggering 41 goals. 41 Next one, question nine. Louis Briscoe was the hero of the second leg at Luton, but who gave the Stags a critical one-goal lead in the first leg at home to Luton? The answer, Danny Mitchley. Danny Mitchley was the man who uh, did that. And then question ten, some bonus points up for grabs in this one. Of the side who played in the final, how many would go on to win promotion two seasons later under Paul Cox? The answer is three. Bonus points. Can you name them? Alan Marriott, Adam Murray, Louis Briscoe. So well done if you managed to uh, get those right. Feel free to uh, let us know how many you got in the comments if you wish to do so. If you're listening to the audio version of this, uh, then of course, feel free to tweet us or go on our Facebook page and let us know how you did. I hope they weren't too hard for you. We're going to move on to Mezzer's Mix-Ups. That's round two, the anagram round, in just a second. Don't forget the best time of the week podcast this week, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Me, Nathan and Cam reflecting on all things Wembley and FA Trophy. Some excellent nostalgia mixed in there as well. which will include bits of audio from the Wembley Press Day. Never heard before on Mansfield Matters, I don't think. Moving swiftly on then to the anagrams rounds. The answers for that. I gave you eight anagrams. And all you had to do was unscramble them and figure them out. The first anagram was this one. Little clone. Little clone. The answer, Neil Collett. Well done if you managed to get that. Little clone is Neil Collett. 
Second anagram was this one. Normal toy. Normal toy. The answer, the clue was homegrown player who left us early in the season after. Tom Naylor. Now at Portsmouth, of course. Anagram number three. Dance pens. Dance pens. If you look very, very, very closely, you can see the first part of the answer within the anagram itself. Dan Spence is the answer to that one. Dan Spence is dance pens. Anagram number four, Buff Dory. Buff Dory. Rob Duffy. Rob Duffy was the answer to that one. Anagram number four. Anagram five. This is probably one of the hardest ones, I think. Response theft. Response theft. This one is Stephen Foster. Stephen Foster. Definitely a tough one. Anagram number six. Achy Aliens. The clue was wasn't a great footballer by any stretch of the imagination. Wasn't that great on um, uh, eight on the uh, X on the beach. Couldn't think of the show then. Uh, Achy Aliens. Ashley Kane. Ashley Kane for anagram number six. Anagram number seven. Drama Rum Yar. Drama Rum Yar. It's Adam Murray. Is that one? Adam Murray is the answer to that one. And the final one. Carpool Nun. Carpool Nun. The answer to that one is Paul Connor. Well done if you managed to get that right. So Little Clone Neil Collett. Normal Toy Tom Naylor. Dance Pens Dan Spence. Buff Dory Rob Duffy. Response Theft Stephen Foster. Uh... Achy Aliens was Ashley Kane. Drama Rum Yard was Adam Murray. And Carpool Nun was Paul Connor. Well done if you managed to get those right. Thank you very much to everybody playing along on Facebook Live tonight. Really appreciate your company. I hope you've had an enjoyable evening with us. Don't forget uh, to join us again on Saturday at 3 o'clock in the Best Time of the Week podcast, where we'll be talking all things uh, Mansfield Town and, of course, all about that actual season itself. 
and looking back on how the Stags managed to get to Wembley. For now, though, that's just about it. I've been Craig Priest. Thank you very much for joining me, as always. It was a season for Mansfield Town which wasn't the greatest to remember overall. I think that's fair to say. But one in which sparked a brand new era and an era we live in today with hope of going on for a better future. John Radford brought the club and slowly but surely Mansfield Town reclaimed what was theirs and relit the fire within everybody's hearts. It wasn't the greatest run to Wembley, but it's one we'll all remember for our own different reasons. It's just a shame that it had to come to an end like this. It's going to be very deep into the Mansfield box, cause Mansfield problems all afternoon. And it comes now, Mansfield need to get it clear into the box. Murray's up there, runs loose, off the line, it's in, Darlington have won the FA Trophy. Disaster for Mansfield Town. Darlington seal it late. The Quakers have just capitalised on a loose ball. And from the verge of a footballing lottery, Mansfield Town have thrown away the FA Trophy. Another dream has been smashed for the Stags. Nine years doesn't seem like nine minutes. See you Saturday, three o'clock, the best time of the week podcast. Stay safe and don't let lockdown get you down. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.